Before we dive into this episode, I have an exciting offer for you. You know that my passion is simplifying formulation for all hairstylists. Right now, my best-selling masterclass, Hair Color Formulation Simplified, is on sale for only $47. To get yours now, simply go to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com forward slash simple. Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today is a solo episode. I wanted to share a letter that I received from a salon client. She is not my client. She is from Texas, and her name is Rose. She reached out. She was in my inbox and said, Good evening, Miss Elaine. I hope you don't mind my reaching out, but while on Facebook today, your video popped up, and although I'm not a stylist, I was glued to watching. It was educational with understanding hair texture, solid look, formula, demi versus permanent, color levels than I ever thought about. I found it helpful due to my recent negative experiences. My story. My stylist of many years quit the business and moved away. She was young, vibrant, truly cared about her clients, and was awesome. I named her my hair doctor. Since then, please allow me to share how difficult it has been in finding someone that cares about my hair, color, and everything that goes along with an appointment. The few three in the last three years that I've been to have used the guessing and stressing. The last stylist I tried hanging on to for one year with four to six week appointments throughout the year, hoping the color would get better. My last visit I shared my concern about the hair color and she agreed that the formula was off. I walked out crying in silence. After a year of appointments, it was time for me to move on. Perhaps it's best to go to a beauty supply and do it myself, although I'd prefer for a professional to work their magic. If you have a location in Texas, I would definitely book an appointment. Again, thank you for your videos in which have provided me with a better understanding. My hair has always been important to me. Thank you, Rose. So I answer every single email that comes into my mailbox, but I, I think I answered this at like 3 a.m. I think I got up to the bathroom, saw that I had an email, and it just broke my heart because Rose was brave enough to reach out to me, but how many Roses are there out there getting mediocre color, leaving the salon in tears, when it's such an easy thing to master if you care enough to get the proper education. This really bothered me when I saw this because companies like Madison Reed that are catering to this type of client that has had enough of mediocre service, of mediocre results at a traditional salon environment, they're providing that need. They're hearing people's pain and they're providing an answer at a very affordable cost. Um, I'm not sure if I shared it on the podcast, but I know I shared in my weekly coffee chat my experience with having a virtual 
consultation with Madison Reed. And I have to say, I was quite impressed. It was a lot of good information. They were trying to guide me on how to color my own hair. So hairstylist, wake up. Don't let Rose and her friends start going to, well, I'll just go to Sally's, buy color and do it myself. Because I've heard people in Sally's instructing clients how to do their own color. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast of, you know, that shouldn't be happening, but it is. Most people that work in beauty supply stores got out of beauty school, were disenchanted with, you know, the lack of training and going into salons and sitting with no clients. And then a beauty supply says, hey, we'll pay you a salary. We'll give you benefits. Just sit here and sell people things when they walk in. And, you know, they tell them not to sell to the public, but I think Sally's model has changed. I think Sally actually does sell to the public on purpose. I'm not really sure about that, so don't quote me on that. But anyway, nobody should need to take matters into their own hands because if it were any other industry, you know, like if you're sick, you go to a doctor. If you're coming from your doctor and you need something to, um, you know, get you better, you go to the pharmacy and the pharmacist gives you medicine that's, you know, tested and chucked on from, you know, other um, boards to make sure that it's safe for you. We shouldn't have to self-help ourselves, especially when it comes to hair color. So what went wrong with Rose? I, I answered Rose and, you know, I said, Rose, I'm so sorry that happened to you. This is exactly why I am now a hair color educator. So many hairstylists are skipping over the hard work to fully understand how hair color works. I don't have anyone I can recommend in Texas, unfortunately, and I've had that issue here in Florida. So I would love your permission to share what you wrote to me here in the podcast. I don't need to mention your name, which she was fine with. Just want to share from a client perspective what it is like to always be disappointed. She said, there is so much more to share, but I want it to get to the point. I took this so serious that I scheduled an appointment with my doctor and asked for blood tests to be certain I was not going through any unknown health problems. I was cleared, thank God. And yes, you may share this on your podcast. I only hope one day soon to get over the anxiety and fear of walking into a salon or stylist with hopes of finding yet another hair doctor to work that beautiful hair magic. Thank you so much, Elaine. If you have any questions for me, please don't hesitate in asking. And then she, I said, Rose, I would love for you to send me a photo of your hair and perhaps I can make a recommendation that you can bring to your next stylist. I'd be happy to do that. So she said, oh my gosh, I would be happy to. As soon as I get home, I will send that to you. So she sent me a photo of her hair now. And because this is a podcast, you can't see it, but it's this ginger weirdness. It's between like a pinky violet and trying to be copper color, if you can picture that. It does not complement her skin whatsoever. It's underneath, below her chin is much deeper. The top is much lighter. She has regrowth of her natural and gray. And then she sent another picture that was done in a very dark room and it looks almost greeny browned. So I said, I would love for you to send me um, a photo of when you loved it from when the hair doctor did it. So she sent me that photo. I said, what is your goal? Do you have a photo of when the hair doctor was doing it? She said, I'm a natural dark brunette. The first picture was during the fall winter season. Then as the season changed, she added tiny highlights. These pics were taken after my hair doctor visits. 
My goal today, now this is where I wanted to point out that sometimes communication, Rose could be playing a part in the um, results that she doesn't like with her verbiage. She said, my goal today is to add warmth to my roots, maybe tone down this awful color and add low lights. Is there a way to tone the color down and add the warmth back in and it look good? I don't know. I just don't want root to end color ever again because of the damage. I love how she added the money piece in the front. Please don't get me wrong. I love the blonde. If only it would come out right. Now I'm taking biotin, hair, skin and nails, vitamins, shampoo my hair with biotin and condition. This is to help heal my hair. What are your thoughts? Do I sound confused? Probably so. I'm sorry. Thank you. So the picture that Rose sent me when she loved her hair from the hair doctor was a really deep, rich chocolate brown with a gorgeous single money piece, one single foil of blonde around her face frame. It complements her skin tone beautifully. Everything looked great. This new color, I believe now that she said that, is that the new stylist keeps hearing her say warmth. Rose could be the problem here with saying, I want warmth back in my roots. So I reached back out to her and I said, you know, I just want to ask another question because of how you're wording what you want. I said, it is difficult to go 100% by photos due to lighting, but I do want to ask what you mean by, I never want to be all one color roots to ends again. It looks like your last stylist was using a color that was too light. I recommend bringing these photos to your next salon visit. It is most times the communication that is the issue and photos help close that gap. So she said, the last stylist colored all of my hair rather than just my roots. It was a full color. I am not interested in getting all over color is what I mean. I'm afraid that would damage my hair even more. Yes, the lighting doesn't help matters. I will definitely take these pics if I do a visit a if I do visit a salon. So she now she's saying if I trust a salon again. So she's already, you know, super anxious and nervous about trying another hairstylist. But it was important to me to tell Rose that her communication could be part of the problem because otherwise She's just going to keep continuing to go to hairstylists, saying warm, saying only one color. Um, her verbiage, she's she's trying to say that somebody did permanent color roots to ends on her hair and that it felt really dry and damaged. So if you follow me, you know that I recommend not doing that and addressing the mids and ends completely different with a um, acidic demi-color that is a deposit only to add shine and condition and not, you know, blow that cuticle open and create any unnecessary damage. So we have to do better, guys. We have to do better in our consultation. We have to dig deeper to ask for those pictures. If a client comes in and is, you know, upset saying, you're my fourth person in four years, nobody gets it right. You, I hope that you're... um you know, consultation ears perk up and you know that she is sharing with you that there's been a miscommunication. So asking for a photo, I got right to it and said, Rose, send me a picture when you loved your hair. Don't just send me a picture of what you hate. Send me a picture of what you loved. And looking at that photo, I could fix Rose's hair in 15 minutes. 
So I want you listening to think about what would you do to fix Rose's hair in 15 minutes? She's saying it's too brassy on the ends. She's saying it's too light. She's saying she liked her old money piece. It would be a really simple fix. I would wrap, I would wrap a piece of her hair in the front in foil with conditioner. I would apply a new regrowth retouch in a much deeper shade. I would apply permanent color all over to the first inch of her hair. I would set the timer for 30 minutes. Then I would take the conditioner off of that money piece and put lightener in the money piece at the same time, wrap that up in foil. And then when there's 15 minutes left on the timer, I would go through and glaze away all that brassiness and make it deeper on her mids and ends. So that would be a very easy solution. Um, The reason I said earlier 15 minutes is she already had her regrowth done. She just hated it. So that would have been a quick 15, 20 minute glaze, pop in a money piece at the same time. But of course, you have to process for the full 30 minutes to cover her gray and, um, you know, do a full deposit and gray coverage. So dig deeper on your consultation, ask for photos, have photos ready. I always recommend purchasing an iPad for your salon and make that your electronic lookbook where you can show clients pictures of other clients that you've done their color. You know, you don't need to have um, Charlize Theron and, um, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and all the actresses in there. You can, but it's much more effective to show your guests color that you've actually done in a before and after manner that they can really trust and see that you did a great job on that before and after. And last but not least, if it's not going well in the consultation, after about 20 minutes, if you still don't feel like you're on the same page, I highly recommend stopping and having the conversation with the guest that you don't think that you are going to be able to please them either. It's better to say no thank you than to be the fourth person that the person doesn't like, unless you're really sure and confident that you can fix the issue, then sometimes it's better to simply turn that service down if you're not equipped. And if you're not equipped, I hope you'll join me in my workshop. It starts April 6th. I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast, but April 6th, 2023 starts a three-day workshop called Hair Color Formulation Simplified. And I promise you, whether you're in the industry three days or 30 years, there's going to be major value found in this workshop. Some things that you may never have understood about color because I know most of the things that I share, it took me about 15 years to understand. So I know how much knowledge can get, you know, fall through the cracks and not be given readily. We have to really seek it out. And when we're busy behind the chair doing haircuts and waxing and blow dries and updos and all of the things that keep us busy on the daily. Sometimes we just don't have time to seek out this information. So it's three parts, one hour each. So only three hours total. Um, And if you purchase the upgrade VIP ticket, you get the replays forever. So you can refer back to it and revisit it anytime you're having an issue. So I hope to see you there. You can head to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com and purchase tickets to the workshop. I hope to see you there. And thanks for always listening. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. 
For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.